tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watched Kimbrel pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing, man. Yeah, that's remarkable. Alex, welcome to the offseason. This is where we get to have the real fun. I know, no games that we have to feel compelled to talk about. We can get really in our back here. Do you think that the last month, the last six weeks of talking about baseball as like serious analysts, capital S, capital A, how do you think that went on the scale of 1 to 10? Like like doing actual predictions, who's going to win this game versus, versus that game? Yeah, just like analyzing how teams are performing, why are teams doing well, why are teams not doing well. What would you give yourself? I guess both of us on a scale of 1 to 10. Together, please. I don't want to be graded. <laughs> right, okay. I, well, I think, I think you... You were you... kind of like a 3, and I was like a 9. You know? right. So we average out in the middle, or like a 6. <laughs> I was, I was going to say the other way around, to, to be honest. Um, I think you elevated some of our... I, I think actually at one point during the playoffs, you texted me, said, hey, remember when I said this thing was going to happen that just exactly happened on the field? So I think you yeah. brought some very cutting yeah. perspectives. Tipping pitches nose ball, I think. The streets it's are saying, saying, you walk outside right now and you ask the first person you see, does tipping pitches know ball? Say, They're going to be like, get away from me, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you happen to find someone who's wearing a unionized the minor shirt in the wild, which I still have never done. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else I know has. I'll, I'll, give us, I'll give us like a like a six and a half, you know, room for, room for improvement. I think six and a half. Dang, I don't know if that's high or low. <laughs> in I your think book. that's low. <laughs> I always like. I always love when you you ask someone like oh, scale of one to ten. Everyone's answer is always seven. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that you went below that. They're always like yeah. seven. You know, seven yeah. seems like that's a the nice safe, answer. That's the safe answer. If you're like an eight, you're like, oh, okay, wow, you must really like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give us the the pitchfork like seven point one, you know, uh, for right. an emo album. Like it's not good enough to be best new music, but like you should give it a listen. It's not for me, but it's filling a niche, right? <laughs> we're like the seven point one of podcasts, you know. The people who like it like it, <laughs> right? We're never going to attract <laughs> exactly. new people. <laughs> we found our target audience. No one ever listens to this and is like another ten. They mm-hmm. did it. Nope. Uh, that's not true. Sometimes we we get up in the eight range. Yeah. On, I think today on, is one of those episodes. I, w- I would say that this this episode consistently is one of those ones that, that scratches the top for us. Uh, it's Dumbest Things of 2023. Dumbest Things of the Baseball World in 2023 with our friends at Batting Around, uh, Lauren, Jane, and Steven. And we've been doing this for, this is our third year doing this now. It's very exciting. Before we get to that, we have quite a bit of housekeeping to do. So it's our first episode of the offseason season. Um, we've hinted in the past about revamping Patreon a little bit, so we're just going to spend a couple minutes talking about that before we get into the the episode with with Jane, Lauren, and Stephen. Um, first things first, Tipping Pitches has a Patreon. If you're listening to this right now and you're not aware of that, uh, maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast. Hello, welcome, thank you for listening. Um, if you've never checked it out or paid much attention to it, that's okay. We launched it at the beginning of the season in 2022, so it's been going for a little bit over a year at this point, or I guess well over a year at this point. First things first, I want to say I truly, truly, truly appreciate the support that we've received on Patreon. 
Um, a lot of that support has just been as a way of saying thank you for doing the show over the years and and providing it to people for free. Um, we are always going to continue to do that. There will always be your Monday morning or thereabouts, depending on the schedule. Episode of Tipping Pitches free, available wide in all of your feeds, in all of your apps, um, no matter where you listen. We the community that's been built around the show has has honestly been the reason that we're still doing it. The reason that we've kept going. The reason that we've done. Uh, however many hundreds of episodes, power hours, mailbags, AMAs, Alex choosing a new team, all of these things. It's because the community has made it so fun to put this put this content out into the world for people. Um, so thank you to everybody, even if you're not a patron. Um, if you are a patron or if you're considering becoming a patron, this next couple minutes will sort of delineate how we're changing the Patreon going forward. We do watch-alongs during the season. This year, we were a little bit delinquent on them. So instead of doing them every other month, like we said we would do it, we did it once per round of the postseason. And it was really fun to see everybody out there to join to watch baseball games together. We are going to plan on continuing to do that. Um, previously, this was a, a perk for the top tier of our Patreon. It will now just become a perk for all three tiers of the Patreon. So if you're a patron at all, if you're in our Slack... Um, you will have access to those throughout all of next year. Um, I guess that is a good transition to say that we also have a Slack for the Patreon, which is just a place where everybody can come together and, and chat. It's a, it's a vibrant and bustling community. And honestly, one of the biggest reasons to join the Patreon is because of all of the other people who have done the work into making that Slack such a fun place to be in, to talk about baseball, to digest the game serious or silly or whatever you want it to be. There's hundreds of channels, um, team-specific channels, uh, there's channels for other sports. There's channels for talking about who you think are the hottest players in baseball. There's it's really runs the gamut. So you can join our Slack at any level of support for the Patreon. Um, there are three different tiers for our Patreon. There's the five dollar tier. Uh, there's a seven dollar tier, and there's a twelve dollar tier. Um, at the five dollar tier, you get, like I said, access to that Slack. You'll now get access to all of those watch alongs. You'll get a shout-out when you join, a one-time shout-out when you join. Um, at that $7 tier, you'll get access to... You'll get all of those same perks at, uh, from the $5 tier. And you also get a one-time free sticker packet. Uh, we are now moving our <laughs> occasional newsletter into the middle tier, and that newsletter will now be available on, in the Patreon app as a as a text post. Um if you if you've been a supporter at the top level, you know that the newsletter is something that we have sent out periodically over the last year and a half or so. It's usually just an expansion of our thoughts on a topic that maybe didn't quite make sense to talk about in podcast form, or maybe we brought it up in podcast form and wanted to just dive in deeper via written word about a topic. Uh, I think some of our more like intellectual, like thought provoking stuff has gone into that newsletter because the podcast, for better or for worse, has become you know, very jokey, very bit centric and all about like kind of fun things that we're enjoying about baseball. And some of the things we're like working through our thoughts on things have been expressed through the newsletter. I've greatly enjoyed reading your newsletters, writing my newsletters has helped me organize thoughts. So that will be going into the $7 tier. Do you commit to writing a newsletter um, every day next year or what do you think? 
Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's doable given given the track record. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to um, set benchmarks. So, right, six to eight blogs per day. Um, <laughs> and we're going to compensate ourselves based on the viewership on each of those blogs. <laughs> we're um, just recreating 2010 Huffington Post. <laughs> right, exactly. With Jezebel going down the drain, someone else has to, uh, Damn, has right, to pick them. What are they doing? I know, what I know, right? Uh, actually, no. I mean, the newsletter will be, uh, we're conceiving of it as monthly. Um, and they're usually pretty lengthy, you know, like they're like a thousand words. Like it's like a real full column. Um, they are, we, we do read them and edit them and we don't like do a full fact check of them or anything, but it, it's working some of those journalistic muscles that Alex and I have and, and studied and started, uh, this show with, but, uh, that don't always show up on the podcast themselves. So we're, we're conceiving of them as monthly. Who knows? Maybe they will be slightly more frequent. It'll just kind of be, um, as often as we are able to do them. You know, we do still have nine to five jobs that are not related to this podcast. Um, so that's the middle tier. And then there's the top tier, which is the Alex Rodriguez VIP club. Do you think A-Rod will ever be like, why are you using my name and likeness? <laughs> I think for, like, for like there Patreon? have been, there have been points over the last year where I've conceived of uh, various A-Rod related merch items, right? We haven't released new merch in a little bit, um, but but something tells me if we started profiting off of his name, image, and likeness, we we might get a cease and desist. Okay, so we want like that. what's what's the what's the better cease and desist to get? Is it the MLB one or the A Rod one? I think definitely MLB. Right. Um, so the top tier uh, right now includes everything from those first two tiers. It also includes a handwritten tipping pitches holiday card. Uh, which we've only done one round of because the holidays have only come through once. They're coming up soon. Uh, we got to get started on those designs and getting those shipped out. Uh, if you are in that tier or you have been in that tier at any point throughout this year, you'll get your handwritten holiday card from either me or Alex. We will not both write on all of those cards because it is it's quite a few people. And right. uh, we, we trade each word back and forth. Right, exactly. It's like Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would pay more if it was actually like that. <laughs> um. And then the big change, so far all of the changes that we've mentioned so far have kind of been reshuffling, restructuring of the Patreon. The biggest change is that we are going to be doing bonus episodes. So there are a few different ways you'll be able to receive these bonus episodes. We'll, we'll release a Q&A as a text post on the Patreon. We'll also reshare that stuff um, in the Slack and whatnot about how to acquire that bonus content if you are at that top level, which is $12 a month. Um, these bonus episodes will be starting almost right away. Um, almost right from when you're listening to this episode later this week, um, we will have bonus two bonus rounds of the dumbest things of 2023 draft with batting around, and that will be our first full bonus episode for the Patreon feed. Uh, but going forward during this off season, we will have kind of additional content like this when we do episodes that are kind of themed around one thing, like dumbest things of 2023. Uh, we have a fun episode coming up with Cespedes Family Barbecue guys which I'm really looking forward to, which lends itself great to bonus Patreon content. Uh, we'll be doing movie watch-alongs with people in the baseball world or in the media world where it's just kind of like a movie commentary track for, for baseball movies. Um, those will be in the Patreon bonus feed. And in terms of frequency, these will be every other week. So it'll basically be like two extra episodes per month, thereabouts. They will fall on Thursdays, whereas our normal episode falls on Mondays. Um... When the regular season rolls around next year, it will largely switch to just being a three-up, three-down full episode. Which, if you've been listening for a long time, you know is an epi- is a uh, is a segment that we used to do during the regular season, where 
we would talk about three things that gave us joy in the baseball world and three things that took away from our joy in the baseball world. And that would end up being like about like 45 minutes in the second half of an episode. And we usually make our episodes very long. We stopped doing that as a segment every week this past year. We would sometimes do it as a full episode um, just to play catch up on, on some of the things that we hadn't had a chance to talk about over the last couple weeks or so. Um, now it will be going as Patreon bonus episodes every other Thursday during the regular season. So to recap, bonus Patreon episodes. It will be bonus interview content or bonus guest content from when we have episodes like the one you're about to listen to. Um, it will be movie commentary episodes where we'll provide an audio track. And if you start the movie at the same time, you will hear us talk about the things as they are happening in front of you on the screen. We have some fun guests that we're lining up for those ones that I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited for everybody to hear. And then uh, during the regular season, it will be three up, three down. And these will be every other week. They're about, am I missing anything? Is anything confusing? Do I need to explain anything more, Alex? I feel like I'm doing a lot of salesmanship. No, I think you, I think you explained it perfectly. Again, we have, we have hinted at the possibility of bonus content since sort of starting the Patreon. And, uh, and it turns out um, you actually have to make that content you actually it takes work to to make that content so we're actually going to start putting in the work and offering um these additional episodes which we hope um are a little little looser a little more fun the cutting room floor sort of stuff that we aren't able to get into in the meat of the episodes and and those will exist on a separate feed um that you'll be able to to gain access through that you'll be able to gain access to through the patreon so obviously keep an eye out for that and we'll delineate sort of the benefits that come along with each uh, Patreon tier as well on that actual Patreon, patreon.com slash tipping pitches. I've said the word Patreon so many times in the last 60 seconds. So I hope y'all don't forget it. Patreon.com slash tipping right. Forward pitches. slash tipping pitches. <laughs> Forward slash tipping pitches. Um, last thing I want to say on this. So when we launched the Patreon, we were... And we've said this a bunch of times, but truly overwhelmed with the support that people showed us just for having created the show and having been doing it for a while. And people just saying such nice things about wanting to support us and and wanting to support the kind of way that we talk about the sport. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this is not either of our full-time jobs. Um, both of our jobs have come up on the show in various degrees in the past. Uh, this is a, a truly a passion project, but as you know, probably from listening to the show for however long you've been listening to it. Um, we're also really passionate about the the media world and work and practicing sustainable ways to create things and for people to be compensated for that. And to us in our minds, like that, that is what the Patreon is. And we want to continue to create more good stuff for people who are signing up at that top tier and really like making it possible to devote the amount of time that we devote to this show every week and as we devote more time to it i'm really hoping that like people get a lot out of that those extra episodes the extra creativity that we're putting into trying out new formats new episode formats um more episodes and i don't know like in the long run it would be great to just do this all the time you know right, i mean just I do this full time like it, it truly it's I mean, gonna it's gonna reach a, a tipping point i just i just want to say right uh when the patreon becomes fully self-sustaining 
you're going to be getting newsletters every day. We're going <laughs> to we're going to not know what to do with ourselves. If the Patreon was big enough and both of us quit our jobs, I would just write a newsletter just just to hang, you know, just to right. get people in the comments just chatting. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put all this creative energy somewhere, you know, I'll be writing newsletters about movies. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I watched another three movies last night. <laughs> Here's a newsletter. <laughs> um, but this is all part of a larger thing. This is all part of a, a larger evolving relationship that we have to creating the show, to creating podcasts in general, whether that be the Tipping Pitches Normal episode, the Tipping Pitches Patreon episodes, or whether that be future podcast ideas of which Alex and I come up with on a near weekly basis. You know, So the more support that we feel, the, the more able we are to commit this much time to this sort of thing and the more it makes sense to do so and um yeah that's my that's my stump speech for why you should check out the patreon and why you should try it out and uh if you can't listen truly i do, I do not begrudge anyone who does not sign up for the patreon and just wants to keep hanging out and listening to the normal episode because that is really uh the, the core foundational form of support that we that we need is you to keep hanging out listening to the the original tipping pitches the last thing i'll say and then we'll get to this week's actual episode, is that we really encourage feedback from all of you, right? We want this to be a dialogue of sorts. So if you have thoughts about content you're interested in seeing, um, whether it's something that has been discussed on the podcast or, or not, whether you're a part of the Patreon or not, we, we want you all to feel emboldened to, to write in, call in, let us know how we're doing, give us that five-star iTunes rating or give us that one-star iTunes rating, you know? Be be true to yourself, honestly. Um, we, I like the haters, you know? They, they keep do us honest. Do you thrive off the haters? I, I really, really do, yeah. <laughs> I like, I want you to take on, on the Patreon episodes like a different persona, you know, like a battle, you, you like treat life like a battle rapper, you know, like everything is a slight to you. You just you're from the mud. <laughs> be be ball Paul Reed. <laughs> I think I can do that. I uh, have I told you that I've committed myself to the Philadelphia 76ers this year? You have not told me that. I'm just looking for pain, you know. I'm looking for like that Mets level of pain. Yeah. 365. And I got to say good, it's, it's a good pick. So far, 7 and 1. Great James Harden trade. Good vibes all around. Mhm. Um, with the very strange exception that Kelly Oubre Jr. was was struck by a, by a car, car, which is very terrifying, and I hope he's doing well. Um, Tyrese Maxey, incredible guy to root for. He's like my friend, like my basketball Francisco Lindor. I just great choices all around. I'm making great choices. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you're going to hear about more on the Patreon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Patreon just becomes our diary. It's just like confessional about like how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, Sixers chat. <laughs> yeah. Last Movie night, talk. Dave Cavill was in my dreams. <laughs> He's your sleep paralysis, Steven. He really is. He looms over my bed. Okay. Well, there's a lot of Dave Cavill content coming. So uh, let's not put it off any longer. We are going to do Dumbest Things of 2023 with batting around. But before we do, I am Bobby Wagner. I am Alex Basley. And you are listening to Tipping Pitches. Okay, dumbest things of 2023 in the wider baseball world. As always, we are joined by our friends at Batting Around. 
Stephen, Jane, and Lauren. Hi, everyone. How, how's it going? How's it going? How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah, we're recovering from the regular from the postseason, as you you two probably are as well. Uh, kind of in that those first couple weeks after, a little bit like a, a detox. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is kind of like a hangover, but in the way that like you know you can drink alcohol to put the hangover at bay. I'm like, God, if I just had like one more baseball game, <laughs> would it feel like this? <laughs> See, we're recovering, you know, we're we're like restoring all of our energy from having to actually talk about baseball for the last mm-hmm. month. Yeah. I weirdly feel like though you you on your podcast have gone deeper um like down the rabbit hole on non-baseball topics, you do talk about baseball more often than us somehow. Like it's, it's almost true. boomeranged all the way around. <laughs> it is it is funny how like yeah, we ended up being like one of the less horny podcasts over the last 2 months <laughs> than most of the other kind of podcasts in our sort of sphere they're just trying to everybody's just trying to steal your flow you know yeah but we've kind of moved on you know it's uh we're we're, we're ahead of the game yeah we're ahead of the game there yeah (laughs) yeah in two two years you guys are also going to be talking about um old james clavel book from the 70s for (laughs) an hour and a half every week (laughs) and just like the particular strain of arizona dirtbag culture that you've observed (laughs) through your life yeah exactly yeah 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 exactly exactly Mm -hmm. Uh, they are important ethnographies to interrogate. Yes. <laughs> um, has this been a particularly dumb year, or is this uh, on par with the years that we've done this in the past? This is now our third year of doing this. I feel uh, less dumb. I, I I always feel very dumb. I feel the season was less dumb mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit. I just I was going through the stories and like maybe it was just me. Me, I was just really enthusiastic about how dumb last year was. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have anything oh, yeah. that I found. Maybe that you know, this will probably jog my memory and. More stuff will come up. Going into this, the research I did feels less done than previous years. Maybe because there were fewer like slide-related injury incidents, <laughs> and that's like my that's that's the, a high bar to clear for me. I feel like it was still pr- pretty dumb. Maybe on the aggregate, less dumb. But the stuff that was dumb within this season was. Less funny in a lot of cases, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and more extremely, extremely sad, extremely huge bummer. Um, as Philadelphia fan, <laughs> Alex Paisley here can attest. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I the dumbest thing I think I think I did um, was believing that I could get away from the misery that follows the A's around. I think that yeah. one that one is maybe on me for being honest. I'm gonna. Just go ahead and say that that was karma. Like, that's mm-hmm. just karmic justice for what you did to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had it coming. <laughs> Still not over it. Just working through it on different pods, various pods. Worked through it on batting around a couple months ago. We were working through mm-hmm. it on this pod. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll work through it in dumbest things. Um, I'm excited to do this. Uh, if For people who are listening to this for the first time, uh, this is now the third time we've done this. Basically, how it works is we go around and we each select um, an incredibly dumb, kind of like, in the online baseball world is the genre of these things, but it could, it could, it could be just something that dumb that happened in the baseball world, but really things that inspired hilarious moments, discourse on the internet was the original idea for this. And it's, it's, it's grown into its own little beast here. Um, but Steven's going to pick, Lauren's going to pick, Jane's going to pick, and then Alex and I will pick together. Um, so I think without further ado, we should just get started because the, the look on the look of terror on Steven's face as he finds out that he has to pick, pick first overall. You can you can forego your pick if you want. I to will go last. forego my pick. I will forego <laughs> right. my pick. I'll take first. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah, one. Give Lauren up. first. <laughs> 
I feel like this is also like the most fitting for my brand. I have to do this one. Dollar Dog Night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just to the Phillies. Not just to the... For people who don't know, it was April 12, I believe. Phillies uh, had their first Dollar Dog Night since the pandemic. Um, they were not the only team to do this, but they were the one to take it to the most extreme. Uh, great little viral clip. I think it was maybe my favorite single uh, visual of the year. De- 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 I think an iconic moment of Phillies fans just throwing hot dogs to each other <laughs> through the course of the game. The game that they lost. It's always always worth remembering. Some of them are not throwing it on the field. They're throwing them at each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's, that's an fine. incredible detail to that that's whole story. It's a great story. twist. It's a great <laughs> twist because you would think like, oh, they're throwing it on the fan on the field. They're being typical Phillies fans, uh, you know, all that old stupid narrative. But like, no, they're just throwing them at each other, which is just a a perfect inversion of it. I think I love it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's worth uh, contextualizing how the Phillies uh, handled it versus how. A similar incident that happened for the Blue Jays in August, where they have Looney Dog Night because uh, they have to be different and special um, as Canadians. One Jays fan in particular, this was August 2nd. I don't think anybody outside of like Blue Jays Twitter heard about this one, but it's great. A fan brought back like a two dozen hot dogs uh, to a seat in the outfield and just started throwing them uh, at other fans who wanted a hot dog. And just giving them out. Oh, including wow. people on the second level. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. 24 hot dogs on Dollar Dog Night. That's like the price of one beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the funny thing about the Canadian uh, hot dog night. It's actually like a 75 cents night for us. <laughs> it's, we, it, it's cheaper to run the border than it is to get a regular hot dog in the US. Just do an exchange rate chat. <laughs> Five minutes into the pot. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I just, yeah. you just, have you ever just wanted to just chuck an encased? piece of meat and preservatives at your friend every you know? day of like, my every life. day in citizens mm-hmm. bank park who doesn't want to do that the the, the dumb part though i'm, I'm not going to say everything else about the hot dog no, that was dumb i think it's actually brilliant the dumb thing is that the security at the rogers center ejected the guy oh, oh boo. Boo. Yeah, come on boo. for doing what, kind of... what amounts to mutual aid like come yeah on. <laughs> well, well mutual aid is terrorism now alex you know this <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay great selection lauren jane you're up Okay, I'm just going to get it out of the way here. We're going to have to talk about it eventually. This goes back to what I was saying, where it was more just like sad than dumb. I'm not going to take Alex's though. Uh, I'm going to do the Dodgers versus the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Ugh. Yeah. And all of the fallout surrounding it. Like, we got so many amazing, dumb things happening <laughs> uh, because of that. My personal favorite of them was... Uh, when just you know some idiot a blue check on twitter with you know a couple hundred thousand followers was like the top catholic mlb player broke his silence <laughs> they're talking about <laughs> nationals pitcher trevor williams like i don't think that that is the top catholic uh in major league baseball in a sport where there are tons of players from latin america yeah. He's maybe the top Catholic most likely to, to like leave the church in an excommunication to follow that uh, guy in Texas who just got it kicked out. Yeah, he's he's bankrolling the uh, was it, like the coalition of canceled priests. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. the phrase "breaks his silence" as if like the whole oh, baseball mm-hmm. world was on pins and needles waiting to see what Trevor Williams <laughs> Which, thought yeah, about the yeah. Dodgers. Like he doesn't play for that team. Why did he feel the need to release a seven-page notes <sighs> app discursive 
take on what happened in LA? The Dodgers were oppressing him for his religion. That's, I mean, you can't speak mm-hmm. out. Yeah, you have to speak out. You can't mm-hmm. stay silent when. Well, the whole panic started because of a group in Florida. Fucking yeah. Marco you know, making a Rubio. Big deal of it. Yeah, and Marco <laughs> yeah. Rubio making a huge deal out of it. So, like, it was just stupid, like, stuff from across the country anyway. So Marco Rubio reignited one of my favorite dumbest things from the past years, which was senators trying to uh, uh, capitalize for political clout by repealing the antitrust exemption because of the Sisters mm. of Perpetual Indulgence oh, thing. Yeah. He was like, let's run that back. You know, fuck it. We'll just get <laughs> some more mileage out of that one. We'll repeal the antitrust exemption because yeah. they don't believe in religion anymore. Oh, no, I'd be yeah. so owned if you did that, Marco. <laughs> 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 I just I, Clayton Kershaw's response by saying, you know, what, if you're going to have this night, then we get to have Christian faith and family night, uh, you know, next month or whatever. I was like, Clayton, buddy, like, you really you don't have, you don't have to do anything. You can keep your mouth shut. It's OK. Right. Because Christians are folks who who historically have been rejected from the ballpark, made to yeah. feel unsafe, um, uninvited, unincluded. Uh, I mean, I do my standing best. Up for the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm try. I'm trying. Trust me. Every time I go there, I'm trying. Um. Yeah. It was. There was so much that was so stupid around it. Like, yeah, it really made you lose a lot of respect for Clayton Kershaw. I know it's a funny <laughs> yeah. phrase to say, but like, and no, for the true. Dodgers. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and for the Dodgers, really, and like the way that they flip flop back and forth on it so many times was just like this is a spineless organization, and then. They typically don't let anybody like, you know, organize or set things up in their parking lots, but they let all these like far right protesters and like proud boys <laughs> set up in their parking lot mm-hmm. uh, it, during that, like during their pride night. It was so awful. My favorite detail of all that was it was like the an- ancillary parking lot that was like the smallest one they had. Because yeah. it's not a shame, yeah. you know, they have like various sizes of, of parking lot. And they, they were like, oh, we're, we're filling this thing up. We're, there's so many of us. And it's like, dude, you're literally on like the lot reserved for like, like that, like overflow. The, the, for the the overflow. They bring in. Yeah. yeah. If you've ever been put in that parking lot, you realize that you are basically in Angel Stadium's parking lot. Like it is way. <laughs> I think technically, you're in a different zip code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be. Um, I think like the Anthony Bass stuff gets wrapped into there too because that's what he was making his big fuss over. And then there's the whole dumb stuff about how like he he was actually a good relief pitcher. He but it's like no, he was. He got, you know, DFA'd because he right. was the worst guy and a good guy was coming up. Like, it was just awful. The Dodgers are kind of a perfect vessel for, like, California politics. You know, oh, just yeah. an mm-hmm. empty, open, blank slate for businesses to paste their needs onto. It's like, mm-hmm. Bank of America, you do own Do- <laughs> Dodger Stadium. Just put as many ads up as you want. And we'll just, like, kind of ambiently support progressive causes because we're in California, but not really care about any of them. And this was, like, the, the kind of perfect sliver that just exposed all of that, just un- all of it so nakedly. And then the fallout from it, of course, was led to a lot of dumb moments that you um, mm. delineated, Jane. But uh, it, it was like a defining story for multiple months in the middle yeah. of the season. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had to just keep talking about it. Like every week we wanted to get away from it, but stuff just kept happening that we couldn't not talk about. Well, especially because the Dodgers were so spineless in it, right? They were like, yeah. mm-hmm. we're sitting here turning a big dial that says homophobia and just <laughs> reacting to the crowd, you know, week after week. It mm-hmm. is it is remarkable how their their North Star reaction, like the guiding principle of all of their actions with the story is 
fold like a long lawn chair. Yeah. Yeah. Fold don't yell to at me. Yeah. People <laughs> who are not from your state who are acting in clear bad faith about this. And then like I mean, we're glad that they re-invited them and 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 re- reacted to the fans, but like that was clearly just kind of like, oh yeah, oops. Here we like, go. O- it was yeah. like Oprah, you get an apology, you get an yeah. apology, you get an apology. <laughs> we don't even care. Everybody gets an apology. Everybody's right. <laughs> and it just sucks because it was right, you know, it's right during the middle of this larger moral panic about queer and trans people. And, you know, we saw it like the with the Bud Light stuff and with Target. And it just really, really <laughs> conditioned. The, all of these fucking awful moral crusaders to just go, okay, we can like, <laughs> we can shut them down if we want, or we can like make them, make them look bad. We can affect them. And like, they just buckled. And if they had just said, no, fuck you, we're not listening to you from the start, it wouldn't have been nearly as big of a deal. And they could have weathered it. What are they not? They think that like the Dodgers aren't going to weather this. Yeah. That they're going to all of a sudden lose all of their money because of like of one pride night. Yeah, because of a bunch of people in Florida who say that they'll never go to another Dodgers game. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it definitely fits the definition of dumbest things of 2023 <laughs> mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, at least we're not hockey. That's true. <laughs> at least as a league, we haven't actively decided to ban all expressions of politics, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Alex, do you want to do the honors of making our first selection? For the do Dumbest I go before you I think, or I think, after Steve, you? I think Steven still sh- should, oh, should pop in. Okay, Steven, go go for it. Okay, okay. Um, well, I can't let... I have to pick this one since it's still on the board. Um, do you guys want to talk about the Atlanta Braves in the National League uh, Division Series? <laughs> yeah. I had <laughs> sure. this on my long list, but I figured it would get, get brought up by somebody. So there's a lot on. of stuff to mine there. This yeah. is uh, like this is kind of this is a few dumb things folded into one. Uh my favorite and the most fun, of course, is Blooper deciding to pick a fight with the city of Philadelphia. Uh which when you ill-advised. Yes, ill-advised <laughs> in general, but specifically when you are a what four-year-old boring shitty mascot that people don't really like and you're throwing hands at literally the philly fanatic that whole thing was so fun for me as a phillies fan who hates the braves because the braves are a really good baseball team with a lot of really fun players and it was really nice to let out all that evil and hatred and malice and violence <laughs> in my heart on an inanimate object that mm-hmm. that fucked up an intern that tweeted something that they shouldn't have. Or it's so, the, the flesh-toned hate golem or whatever yes, that we, yes. it was described as, yeah. <laughs> It's just like the amount of people who are just tweeting like, blooper, I will rip you limb from limb <laughs> in front of all of your loved ones. Like, it's really just, yeah. it was so great. I just like posting that. a picture of a can of gasoline and the like, and a picture of like the door of the closet where they keep the blooper right. costume. Like, yeah. it, it, it was, uh, there was an effigy of it at some point that made an appearance at an eagle's tailgate. Uh, because everybody kept threatening to eat eat, eat it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that I would eat blooper personally. No. No. Kind of looks like a big chicken finger. I don't know. 
Lauren's no, considering think, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you ate the Philly Fanatic, you'd gain its power. But if you ate Blooper, like horrible things would happen to you, I think. It'd be like um it'd be like Jason Voorhees' heart from Friday nine. You know what? Just <laughs> you're the only one that knows yep. what you're talking about at all. Just, Let's move on. Yep. Deep slasher uh, cuts. So <laughs> so I think uh actually you know what I'm gonna leave it at that. I I'm okay. I'm just gonna do the blooper thing for for my first pick. Uh there are other things to talk about, but we can get to them later. Great. Um great selection. Alex, I know you've just been itching to choose this to bring this one back up. So please do the I have we've we've this is the one that we've kicked around for months saying it came saying, up on the live stream. We know yeah. it's on the list. Um, and and it continues a long-standing tradition here on this annual episode of the dumbest uh, baseball things uh, of teams invoking 9/11. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Oh. <laughs> let's go. Uh, D- DraftKings on yeah. on September 11th of of this year said, you know what we should do to really get people engaged in uh, in sports betting? Why don't we put together a nice little parlay? You know, you know, <laughs> Mets win, Yankees win, Jets win, and we call it the never forget parlay. You know, oh. look, I got a 9-11 parlay. Look, we need a plane to crash in a field in Pennsylvania. We need we need the ta- we need second tower to crash exactly one hour and 14 minutes after the first. <laughs> Can I read you guys the apology that DraftKings sent out Please. Like two hours after they sent out the original tweet? We sincerely apologize for the featured parlay that was shared briefly in commemoration of 9-11. We respect the significance of this day for our country, and especially for the families of those who were directly affected. And then it was just a bunch of people replying with the screenshot of the bet. 367 people <laughs> yep. placed this bet plus, <laughs> plus 651. It was up for like less than an hour. Did they win? I assume that it had to push, you know, I assume it, they had to take it down. Well, yeah. so, so what happened was the Jets won. Um, the, the Yankees game yeah, got, got rained out and the Mets lost. So if the Mets had won, it would have been a push. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, there are people who lost money on the 9-11 parlay. Wasn't that the Jets game where uh, Aaron Rodgers destroyed his Achilles? I think so. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so that was just that was just an awesome day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Sports betting continues to be God, a well so that we come back to. Oh, we really can't make it up. <laughs> One of the worst blights on this sport, for sure. Yeah. Maybe the actual overall stupidest thing to happen to baseball, like for multiple years running now. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. It's going to be yeah. hard to dethrone that. <laughs> the A's are trying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that kicks it back to you, Lauren. Okay, I've got a good one here. It's technically preseason. I think that we'll, we'll, we should let it slide and do it because it's such a good, such a, a rich and juicy one. I think that counts. Uh, that counts. Anything we, in twenty twenty calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, we, it did, we did this to, last year sure. in November. So exactly. We're covered. Yeah. It was January thirty first. I know we talked about this when it happened. I think you guys might have also. I might I, I vaguely recall this. Uh Reddit did the only thing Reddit is really good for and did a deep dive uh to prove that Joe West was editing his own Wikipedia page. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good one. Oh. Really good one. So you guys good. remember this. This was so good. Yep. It was like that you can still find the old thread of it. 
where they go down, it's like multiple changes, multiple edits. They did, they, you know, they eventually was uh, the Fangraphs podcast, I think, um, or Effectively Wild, um, where they got him on the air to admit to it. Uh, and basically, he was just so pissed that people were saying mean things about them that he registered, <laughs> figured out how to edit Wikipedia. He's like a 70-year-old man. That's hard to do. Uh, and uh, just wanted to correct the record, he said. He wanted to correct the lies. And uh, signed everything off. Free Chief I, 22. <laughs> whoever Chief he 22. is. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that he actually really ardently believes in the cause of the Wikimedia foundation <laughs> right but it's maybe a little insecure yeah. and so he's like i'm just gonna write what i know you know yeah. and that's mm-hmm. my own personal history <laughs> absolutely yeah this is this is why i was getting afraid when uh elon musk was talking about buying wikipedia a couple months back was oh. you need wikipedia precisely for this kind of thing yeah Ugh. what else is joe west gonna do in his retirement yeah what's he's going busy. on with his pod bro i know he hasn't been podcast in like a year oh <laughs> He couldn't. He couldn't take the heat. So yeah, just another mm-hmm. example of someone who wasn't ready for the fucking content game. He doesn't have He's a not ready for the fucking heat. Not. Get out of the kitchen, Joe West. People think <laughs> they can just jump into the podcast game and nope. take off just because you know they worked in the field that they talked about for that they're talking about for so long. You know, yeah. No, no, Joe yeah, West, Sean Doolittle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Don't come around here, Sean Doolittle. Not gonna make it. You're not invited anymore. I told him not to do that, and he did it. <laughs> Dumbest things of 2023. Calling that staff pod cast. staff cast. Calling it <laughs> yeah. staff cast. How does Richard get the fucking title? Nobody even knows what he looks like. He's like 21 years old. What's going on with that? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Crew Chief 22. I love that. I, it's almost better than if he had just put it like, I am Joe West 22. Like that. <laughs> it's so good. It's so he good. Sh- he should have been like Blue Cowboy 22. Yeah, I think that would have been so much better. I do awesome. think, it, like, if you were like a like identity uh, thief or identity scammer, it would be really interesting to see what of the sites he's registered with that username on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's he's not he's a shared password guy. He's not generating mm-hmm. a new password for every website he visits. No way, no way. Can you imagine if he had like one pass or like one of those other services that just <laughs> like deep <laughs> security for his? He's actually sneaky with it in the tech world. Mm. Um, big offset. No, every single Joe website, West. the password is just ball four. Every single one. <laughs> Joe West is one of those guys who insists that you message him on Signal, even if you're just like, hey, want to go get coffee? Like, <laughs> my friend that cuts my hair makes me do that. And I'm like, okay, fine. Oh <laughs> I'm just being like, hey, can we cut my hair? Yeah, well, Joe West is, he's been burned by, um, Alex stealing his music and putting it online for us to do a podcast <laughs> that is, about it. That is so true. He's, trying he's to like, keep everything seen tight. what the dark web can do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, Jane, you're up. Okay. Like, all right, I'll, I'll admit that sometimes I can be a bit of a hater. That may be a shock to some of you, but... <laughs> Not at all. This season, oh, I was bugged real early on by this. Uh, every fucking team having their own bespoke celebrations mm. for mm. home runs for whatever. <laughs> oh, I got, love this. It got stupid so fast and like really undeserved in a lot of cases. I think like do the pirates really deserve to have a home run celebration now? Okay. Like uh. they were, they were, they were up to, they were in like first place in like May, which is in itself a extremely stupid thing that happened this season. But like, 
all these teams just started stretching more and more and more for their home run celebrations. And it got just stupid. Just yeah. stupid. There were only like four that were any good. Yeah. Like the, the Orioles one, fine, great. Like it was organic. It was, it was weird. It's funny. But like even the Angels samurai helmet, I thought was trying a little too hard. Like you I went out and bought this ex- too hard. Yeah. extremely <laughs> expensive helmet. And it's like, yeah, that's that's a cool ass helmet. <laughs> like that that does rule. But like the fucking Kansas City Chiefs had the helmet from Gladiator. That's like that's just dumb. Yeah, you're kind of pushing um, it. Yeah, and it wasn't or a the home inflatable run. dumbbells that the yeah. Red Sox had. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a home run celebration, but like a weird little, you know, bullpen ritual or dugout ritual that the Cardinals had, where if you wanted to predict uh, the Cardinals hitter was going to hit a home run, you picked up a burger phone and dialed in like oh, what inning it right. was and the player's number. That's so and complicated. It was, no, it was way too complicated. It was so stupid. It was incredibly stupid. Um, I, I just, I hated these celebrations and stuff the entire season. Like they just went way too overboard, way too fast. Even like the twins one. Uh, I didn't like because they they literally had a committee like of players and other people around the team come up with their thing like Pablo Lopez like came up with it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they were. They were focus grouping and they came up with Land of 10,000 Rakes and it was a fishing vest. Oh, ugh. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Sorry, twins, but like it wasn't good. (laughs) We need to raise the bar. Like you have to be 10 games over 500 to do one of those. I think that we need to introduce mm-hmm. so, more stipulations. Like have how, something, yeah, have something to celebrate. Like, oh, we're on like a huge heater and we're turning it around. We might be, we might be, you know, contending for a wild card spot. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Something naturally comes up. We, as the baseball podcasters of the world, need to be more like the Democrats. And we're like, if you want food stamps, you have to prove you're looking for a job. <laughs> if you want to do your little home run celebrations, please prove to me that you're a good baseball team. Yeah, the fucking Brewers were putting on like the Green Bay Packers cheese hats. It just sucks. Mm. Everything just sucked. How long before a company is sponsoring one of these? Like, oh, do you think God, next year? Don't, don't, don't. That's next some year, amazing years? evil you're bringing into the world. <laughs> I love don't that. Speak that evil. I want it. I want it to just all, all of it to be laid bare as so stupid if yeah. it's going to happen. So, if please. it does happen, I want it to be like the Nationals and Raytheon. I want it to be like a, <laughs> like, a, like a little rocket they like pull around the dugout or something. I want it yeah. as evil and banal as possible, as fast as possible. The the Braves have a pool of quitcrete you can jump into. <laughs> it's, it's still wet. Yeah. The the uh, the Astros do a quick draw motion uh, sponsored by Halliburton. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. There we go. <laughs> See this little great. hand motion at second base brought to you by Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. Um, all right, Stephen, you're up. All right. Um, let's see. There are a few good options here, but I am going to go with. Um, Orioles Orioles owners removing announcer Kevin Brown from the booth because of comments he made about the Orioles record in the past against the Rays. Yeah. This shit, this is, it's so fucking dumb. Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's institutionally dumb. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, first of all, he wasn't saying anything bad about the team. He was, in fact, saying good things because you want to show the progress, right? They were bad and now they're good. 
that's not talking shit on the team. Yeah. Second of all, there was a graphic for it, which meant that this was not just like some guy going off. Like the fucking network had this bit prepared. Aiden just decide to say, by the way, we've sucked really bad against this team in the past. Uh, <laughs> like it was, it was a talking point. It was a thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. No, the, the fucking, the fucking shitty ownership group was just like, oh, that this makes us look cheap. We don't like this. Put this man on probation. And you know what that did? That's Dryzand it affected. It just, that just made you look more like an asshole. And it made like the entire like broadcaster community yes. of baseball to like, yeah. like yeah, the first time they've ever shown support. solidarity with each other. The yeah, fraternal exactly. order of baseball broadcasters. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely coming out. <laughs> just ethering the Orioles ownership at every opportunity. <laughs> just Gary Cohen being like, don't ever let me see you in the fucking street, John Angelos. I'll fuck your shit up. That was what was great about it. They were very specific about their demands. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, an an offshoot of this um, was that Kevin Brown then also came out and, like, tried to pour cold water on the whole situation and being like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm good with this. I'm I'm happy here. I like it here. And so then that led us to be, led other people to be like, how are we supposed to feel about this after all of this when he went back into the booth? It was really dumb. Really exceptionally dumb. We have more Oral stuff coming up later. I'm going to actually just um, say right now that we're going to save that for the bonus part of this episode, which will be featured right. on our Patreon. There's really just a lot of Oral stuff that I would love to delve further into, but it will take us down a rabbit hole that will make this a three-hour podcast, and I don't yeah, I think, think that I think, any of us want to do that. I think Bobby and I each came to the table with two <laughs> or three distinct John Angelo storylines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe like the dumbest hundred win team of all uh, season of, of, of all time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, we're up next. I'm gonna go all the way back to opening day, uh, April third. This tweet from Tim Britton of the Athletic: The Brewers' home opener included a flyover of the stadium. Ooh. The roof was closed. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> This is a personal favorite of mine because, like, flyovers are dumb as they are. But to do mm-hmm. a flyover of the stadium with the roof closed where nobody can actually see it and you can only kind of hear the planes flying over is just to me fits the definition of this exercise so perfectly mm-hmm. that a team would pay millions of dollars to the Department of Defense to have planes fly over their stadium for opening day, but then have the roof closed still. <laughs> What is it it's for? It's pure love it, of the game. It's pure is it love for of the TV? game. <laughs> is it for tax write-off purposes? Is it just to satisfy the lobbyists? Like what is oh, happening? Oh, it's probably Why for did a they tax do this? write-off. It's, it's, it's amazing. just for the it's just for the noise complaint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just really love pissing off like all the people who live in the city. And I, I like it's just for the climate change. Like I really don't understand it. <laughs> like I don't get it. It's like incredible. there's fuel we gotta burn. Like it's not gonna burn itself. <laughs> keep the stock price of the oil barrels like right in line uh i i love this so much it's just it's such baseball ownership brain well we scheduled a flyover and we have to do it even though no one in the stadium is going to be able to see it tremendous stuff great work mark atanasio you really have acquitted yourself well this year everybody's really happy with how you've behaved definitely not mad you lost craig council definitely not mad you're going to trade all your best players definitely not mad you got bounced in the first round again um yeah, it's just really good vibes over there. They just love it in Milwaukee. 
uh, and they want a new stadium too. So maybe the next stadium won't have a roof so that they can see all the flyovers. Mm. <laughs> well said. Uh, okay, Lauren, you're up again. Okay, I'm going to take an easy one. This one I think was probably going to come up. If, if it wasn't coming up, it, it was such a defining moment of the, of the, of the Angels for me, of their season. Uh, Anthony Rendon getting called a bitch and trying to slap a fan. <laughs> Great day. Mm-hmm. Great day. That was an early one. Yeah, that was early in the season. Yeah, and they were that, like they were already looking rough. They had a they were all season long, uh, but uh, uh, just from every angle, a, a stupid thing, a stupid thing for the fan to do. Uh, I, I think I'll be able to come down on this one as uh, it you you should be allowed to be rude to fans sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably shouldn't try to physically hurt them, but um, I, I'm I am not particularly on the side of the fan uh, in this case. None, nonetheless, uh, not a not a good look for Anthony Rendon or whatever, but um, all around very stupid. Yeah, I I, f- I found this the other day again doing the doing the research and had to watch it like a dozen times <laughs> because it's such a there's so many different characters in that video. There's like the man who's pushing the the fan in question like towards Anthony, you know, almost doing like a citizen's arrest sort of thing. Like you have to answer (laughs) for your crimes to Anthony Rendon's face. Hunter Renfro is just standing there like mouth agape at everything that's going on. (laughs) Unsure how to intervene. (laughs) It's too good. Awesome. Rendon has like, has the guy's shirt just like ripped in Mm -hmm. his fist. Oh, I'm like trying to see what the guy's shirt says. It Loki looks like one of our shirts, Alex, but it, it was at the Coliseum. <laughs> oh god. That'd be some of the best marketing ever. If it's just like, yeah, he was wearing a tipping pitches shirt. Well, yeah, well, he's assaulted by a guy with a $300 million contract. If we ever get around to making merch, I, I want every betting around fan to go to the stadium and try to pick a fight with the biggest burliest guy on the team so that we can get yeah. clout. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Great free advertising. Tremendous free advertising. <laughs> I interesting that we went here for the Angels first. There's quite a bit of Angels content Ooh, to mine. Yes. <laughs> quite a bit. Quite a bit. But great oh. choice. Okay, Jane. What's next? Okay. I'm gonna go with the shooting at guaranteed rate. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but specifically the, the White Sox putting out a thing trying to explain how, like, no, it we think it might have happened outside the stadium and like <laughs> the bullet went into the park and they oh, like yeah, the magic bullet, the White Sox magic yeah, bullet. They had, a, they had a magic bullet where it went like five city blocks and fell into the park. And that's where it actually came from because, because like, you know, Chicago is so crime ridden and scary. It's like, yeah, that's a smart thing to be saying about your own park that like, yeah, there are just shootings outside of it all the time. Like really, really great, but yeah, just trying to say that, like, it came from outside when it, like, it. I don't know, like, it was, it was, uh, you know, nobody knew what happened initially, but like yeah. that clearly was not what happened. Yeah, and it turned out it was just someone snuck a gun in and it went off. Like, that's the pa- that, page out of the IDF playbook. Someone yeah. snuck a gun in in the folds of their body yeah. fat. Yeah. Yes. The most American way to do a shooting. I do respect that. <laughs> yeah. At the ballpark. Like, I mean, then, you don't want to leave your gun in the, in the, in the, like under a trash can outside. You, you didn't remember you had it on you. You got to, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to, got to carry that all the time. And then so. they didn't stop the game. 
Yeah, that <laughs> was crazy. Like at first they weren't, you know, sure what happened, but like there was still like a couple innings left in that game. It's like, excuse me, there's been a shooting. Yeah, we gotta uh, get this one in, guys. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, we want to interrupt the sanctity of the season the White Sox are having. Yeah, <laughs> look, you went over, you know the the uh, minimum innings for a game to be it's like getting rained out like there's a shooting yeah. game's over okay who's up right now that's it just out of curiosity i'm trying to find the record here uh they were uh i believe if this is accurate 20 games below 500 on awesome. august 29th when this happened brutal incredible God, they were so bad this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like could not have gone worse could not have gone worse and no. it's um, looking extremely bad in the future, too. Mm-hmm. And they lost their best broadcaster to the Tigers now, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah we had that on the long list. I also, because I don't think this one's going to get brought up because so much has been discussed about this man in the past on these episodes and just in our po- on our podcast in general. I also wrote down the fact that the White Sox quietly brought back Tony La Russa as a consultant after firing their GM. Uh, so he's he's an advisor to the front really? office now. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's Unbeatable. so awesome. Yeah. Just, nobody is doing it like Reinsdorf. You know, he's just <laughs> in his own fucking league. Love that. A while guy. back on the show, uh, on our show, we were talking about like realignment or if there's more expansion teams or whatever, or like if they ever got flipped up. And I was like, yeah, put the Twins into the NL Central. And Steven was like, well, you want to play in a one with the Cubs and the Cardinals? I was like, I want out of this one with this just joke division yeah. with like the White Sox and all the shit they're doing, like all of these other just failures of organizations. Like, no, I just I just want to play in a more legitimate division. <laughs> I know. I, what does it say about the state of that division that over the last couple of weeks I've been like, Tigers gonna be sneaky good this year. Gonna be sneaky watchable. That's the like second I- place <laughs> Detroit Tigers. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Tried, you know, they, they were did. like, "Fuck it, we'll they give did. Javi Baez 150 million." They yeah. did. <laughs> Let it rip. Uh, right. Okay, Stephen, you are up. Fuck, uh, I've got there's so, there's still there's still so many that I really really want to feature in this main portion. But there's just two two picks left. I will leave the one that I'm looking at for the two of you because okay. I assume you can't let this go without being mentioned upon. Uh, so I think I think I'm gonna loop back around to the ethics and sports journalism uh, <laughs> uh, discourse <laughs> that broke out. Uh, just because I want to talk about. The Braves. You want to shit on Braves? I just want to shit on the Braves. <laughs> I, I, it's I a good instinct. I, you should lean into that. Yeah, okay. It won't serve you wrong. It feels a little cheap to use two of my three picks to shit on the Braves, specifically for things that happened during the NLDS. But I'm gonna do it because it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So Orlando Arcia said a thing he shouldn't have in front of a reporter, and a reporter did his job. Jake Mintz, friend of ours, and. Uh, Bryce Harper happens. <laughs> yeah. The over so I think overall the the way that Braves fans conducted themselves. Yeah. Not was, covering themselves in glory. Yeah. It was really remarkable in in a way that I like I have a low opinion of the Braves collective 
fan base. Obviously, there are a few that are really cool and are that are my friends and I like and are smart and good. But as a collective, I have a low opinion of them. And they astounded me with how poorly they conducted themselves throughout the playoffs, bitching about the uh, playoff format, bitching about days off, bitching about, you know, this, that and the other, like looking for excuses as to why their team was uh, underperforming. And they arrived at Jake Mintz doing his job reporting on Orlando Arcia talking shit in the clubhouse and uh, Bryce Harper proceeding to uh, own his ass on the field of play in a way that is like completely incredible. We got an amazing photo out of it. Um, It was just it, it, it was unreal. The level that he just went Super Saiyan on them. And for some reason, that was Jake Mintz's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I think the, the, this is a, this is a fun thing. This is a fun, done thing. It's also not a fun, dumb thing because then you had, um, Atlanta beats playing into this attack on Jake's character. Right. Which was really disgusting. On my long list, I wrote down, Braves media whining and crying and being tiny little babies because of the team having to rest for five days, which is kind of like an offshoot of basically yep. what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Truly one of the dumbest collective actions by a group of people who otherwise seem like they need to have like functional intelligence to be able to do the job that they say that they do. Like, oh. I just, it blows my fucking mind that that many people could be like, well, yeah, obviously the playoff format is broken <laughs> because they had to rest for five days. <laughs> Happened with the Dodgers too. It's like, and, well then, well then, yeah. Why didn't they play worse and not get the buy? Why? Why would mm-hmm. every team choose to have it this way? Like, why would if you asked any of these teams, would they rather have this or would they rather have the chance of being eliminated by the fucking Marlins because they lost two games? No, every all the hand wringing about the playoff format was one of mine for yeah, sure. It's yeah. Just so so dumb, and the the collective psychosis that is Braves fandom or being around the Braves organization is mind-blowing to me. I don't understand what's going on down there. The, it, the whole organization. There's going to be some... I'm going to go on some rant at some point in the future that's going to get me sued because I'm going to accuse the Braves Foundation of, like, doing illegal shit. But <laughs> this version of this, I agree with you, Stephen. It was so unbelievably dumb and inexplicable. Inexplicable, I think, is a hu- is a great word for it. Before we move on totally from the story, can I just do a quick little, like a little, little uh, quickies I've noticed this season? Because I, I did in, in my research, I found Bryce Harper was just kind of stunning on people all season long. Yeah, <laughs> in a way that's like kind of a himbo, fun, dumb guy thing. There was this. There was like teeing off on the Braves in the in the postseason. Fantastic. There's also throwing the helmet at a Pirates game, which is a great moment. <laughs> I was at that game. Great moment. Yeah. I was at that game. That was there so was tight. All, way early <laughs> in the season. I don't think a lot of people remember this one as well. Uh, in a game against the Rockies, he got caught lip reading. You're a loser fucking organization. Every single one of you. <laughs> Just God tears. Where's the lie? Awesome. <laughs> that, oh. Uh, he's great. He's yeah, great. He's really styling legendary. on people. Yeah. He's really good for the baseball world, honestly. I've got, I've got, I've got a Harper thing or two for the long list. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the whole thing with the with the Braves was like, why are you setting yourself up to be owned 
like this. Like they backed themselves <laughs> into mm-hmm. these corners where it's obviously there's going to be karmic game. justice on the field. <laughs> like no shit. It's Harper and the Phillies. What do you realize you're asking for? They had nothing to gain. No. <laughs> oh boy. I'm so glad that they got what was coming to them. Honestly, <laughs> really great uh, developing storyline from this year. Okay. I believe that makes it our turn. Um, and and Alex, speaking of the Braves, speaking of the Braves, I know that like a quarter of our picks at this point are going to be uh, on the Braves, but that one's kind of on them. Um, you know, there was a lot of dumb stuff that happened on Twitter uh, this baseball season. Uh, Stephen, you already mentioned just blooper and mm. and that entity as a presence. Um, but I want to take you guys back to July fourth, twenty twenty three, which procured. I think my favorite piece of literature from this baseball season. And there was a tweet from, from bloopers official Twitter account. And I'll just read the tweet uh-huh. uh, in full to you all. Okay. Everybody strap in. It's a long one. It's, <laughs> right. It does he, have Twitter blue. So he's he allowed more than 280 characters. I forget oh, what this course. is. So I'm really excited. Own a t-shirt gun for home defense. Since that's what the founding fathers intended. Oh. Four ruffians break into my house. What's the billy? As I grab my powdered wig and bleacher reacher pro, blow a golf ball sized hole through the first man, he's blooped on the spot, draw my micro mini on the second man, miss him entirely because it's smooth bore and hits my neighbor, Freddie Falcon. I have to resort to the t-shirt cannon mounted at the top of the stairs, loaded with shirts and bobbleheads. Tally ho lads, the t-shirts bloop two men in the blast, the sound and extra shirts set off the car alarms. Fixed bayonet and charged the last terrified rapscallion, just as the founding fathers intended. <laughs> what? So the, someone was employed ra- to write I, that? I missed this. <laughs> this tweet's still up. I just want to say, at a, at, it is. at one point in the season, I believe it was pinned to the top of the profile. Like the, I think there was a there was almost a feeling of pride behind this. I, Look at how we've married our our game and um, our our strong national history. This tweet was sent at 8.02 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> That's 5 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> That's way too early to be using the word rapscallion as a fucking uh, baseball That's, mascot. That's what I got to follow my bangers on Twitter, so I, I, I can't fully judge. I, that, that 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is where all the real creative juices are flowing. So I have long discussed that this blooper Twitter account is the worst team-sanctioned social media entity since um, the first couple seasons of the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I, I think even, even that comparison does a disservice. This, that is... It's insane. That it's is a, insane. It's, so it's a home invasion murder <laughs> fantasy. Yes, that is exactly like, what it is. Like, in the, even though Below he's like, yeah, a golf ball sized hole through the first yeah, man. It's so he's fucking like, crazy. Because he's still talking. He's like, oh, no, it's it's funny. I'm, I'm like talking about a t shirt tan. It's like, yeah, but you're still like blowing holes for guys. Yeah, right. you're like. Blooper said, stand your ground. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, but one of them nicked his carotid arteries. Like, I shot, yeah, I shot a hot dog in the foil wrapper. Like, this. <laughs> <laughs> Still nicked his femoral. He'll be dead in two minutes. Like, it's crazy. And who are the people that he's using him against? Did he, did I, he see, like, we, I mean, we know who he's talking about. <laughs> <right>? But, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, 
It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You, you don't want your mascot to have the same like posting persona as like Travis Bickle. It's, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I think Charles I said this. Bronson character for a I, mascot. I said this around the, t- the time that, you know, Blooper was needling Philadelphia fans. But I just, I don't necessarily get the added value of having a team like mascot account, like giving them a personality, giving them lore. Like there's no way any of that ends well because the logical conclusion is cosplaying as a fucking second amendment advocate on your Twitter account. Like I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I regret to inform you guys that every single quote tweet for this is like, this is epic. This mm-hmm. is so based. <laughs> Blooper yeah. is the best. This is cinema. A lot of Martin Scorsese screenshots in the quote tweets. I'm like, yeah. what is what is happening? What This is what I'm talking about. Collective psychosis. <laughs> Anyone who has touched the Atlanta Braves organization in any way you are entitled to compensation for what it has done to your brain. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, were you stationed at Camp Jejune? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to Truist Park? <laughs> you probably have brain cancer right now. Like it's crazy. I'm calling on the complete and total shutdown on the battery until we can figure out what the hell is going on here. And we, and we gotta just sanction it off like Chernobyl. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Ten thousand. Uh, yeah. All the all the sand in Russia. Just dump it right on top. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, good lord. Just. Unbelievable shit. Unbelievable shit. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's do one more round uh, and then we'll we'll save the rest for the bonus and the Patreon. So Lauren, you're up again. Perfect. Okay. I think uh, you can't really look at 2023 as a whole year of baseball and not mention how great the World Baseball Classic was. It was a core part of the season for me, a core part of like the baseball experience as a fan. Uh, Just an incredible month of uh, playoff worthy baseball in February it was fantastic. Uh, the I do want to commemorate that in the dumb moments just a little bit because one of the dumbest things happened. It was not necessarily the thing on the field; it was dumb, but like the media reaction, everything around it was Edwin Diaz tearing his patellar tendon on a mound oh. celebration in the game after the game. Oh. Yeah, just it. You know, it was dumb that it happened. It was very unfortunate. It was very you know bad luck. But the media reaction of being like, "Well, this is why we shouldn't be doing this," is we risk. Yeah. All of these teams, you know, sending their best guys and getting hurt. Uh, that is like so not the point of the world of the, the the experience. And like, no one can really look at the season the Mets ended up having and being like, well, if they had you know one reliever, everything turns turns the other way. No, no one no. can do that in good faith, but plenty of people did do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what that was the dumb part. Was everyone freaking out? Like it, it was uh, like single handedly t- going to tank the season to lose a reliever. It, there were other injuries in the World Baseball Classic. There were other like unfortunate things that happened, but that was that was, didn't take anything away from like the joy of the experience. And it sh- it shouldn't have. It shouldn't really matter if if like someone gets banged up a little because they got to get banged up in the offseason in some other dumb way too, like a a certain uh, biking incident. Some of us may recall from a few years ago. <laughs> There's plenty of like ways for guys to fuck themselves up that aren't as cool as the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Well, and plenty of them are going to do it during the regular season, too, during meaningless game. Like, all right, yeah. maybe we shouldn't have any Angels games either. I don't, you know. <laughs> Lots of Angels fans would agree with that, I think. Yeah, probably. I think you could you could try that uh, successfully and like nobody would really notice. We wouldn't notice <laughs> if there was so. like if there just weren't any Angels games for a while. Like, we yeah, could they're test just still, like, posting the box scores in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah right. they're just making them up. <laughs> yeah. 
They're just simulating them, like on yeah. MLB The Show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, just, you, you plug Mike Trout in for like 40 of them. And <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Damn. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. I, wish, I love him. I wish, he yeah. was, I wish he was healthy all the time. Yeah, you don't even, the whole, my relationship to the Angels has nothing to do with the games. Nothing to do with the results, yeah. the box scores, nothing. No. It all has to do with Artie Moreno, bribery, parking lots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, getting mm-hmm. under the luxury tax, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Edwin Diaz thing, like, it could have happened when he was, you know, walking down the stairs based on how yeah. it actually happened in the game. Like, if he just stepped on a, like, a crack or something and twisted his ankle, like, the same exact thing could have happened. It was a freak accident. had nothing to do with the actual World Baseball Classic. It, um, if he hadn't and, hurt himself, the Mets might have traded him away at the deadline, so. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So maybe it's a good thing. No, Epdog yeah, would, would never do that to me, bro. He was too busy yeah. violating the league rules and getting investigated. Too busy covering up drunk driving yeah. accidents and stuff, yeah. <laughs> maybe the only famous that should be met is the Diamondbacks. Then maybe they get Edwin Diaz instead of Paul <laughs> 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 Seawald. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Man. Damn. Damn. The Diamondbacks, oh. by the way, are one of the dumbest things of the 2023 baseball season. Just the whole organization. <laughs> I do. Them going to the World Series, like them having a negative run differential. That was on the long list, too. That was on the long list. That's like dumb fun, though. Some, yeah, you know, exactly. Sub, subcategory fun, dumb fun. I have a question right. once, we're, once we're through these uh, okay. for the group. On that should, note, next, maybe next year we should plot this on like like one of the like political orientation charts, like <laughs> dumb fun, oh, dumb yeah. sad, right. yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, Jane, you're up. Let's see, Stephen, can I steal one of yours? Go for it. Okay, uh, Stephen's got like five more Braves yeah. things that he wants to get off his chest, <laughs> so he's good. I'm, I'm glad we're doing a. I'm glad we're doing another yeah. one so that I can I, like diversify a little bit. I don't want to end on a sad one, so I want to. I want to end my last one to be a silly one. Um, Mrs. Met getting a BBL <laughs> was fucking <laughs> out of this world. Just. And everyone just suddenly being like, holy shit, I am like horny as fuck for Mrs. Matt. Was, I mean, it's a beat that we've been on for a while. Like both of our shows have, have yeah. been talking about this for a while, but I feel like it broke containment and got into like normie <laughs> Twitter and stuff too. Yeah. Like people are just being like, I, I'm I'm about to act up uh, over this Instagram <laughs> post of, of Miss Matt here. I enjoyed this one because there was like multiple people that were I was talking to that were like trying to deconstruct based on previous Mrs. Met costumes about like exactly when they added the extra padding, whether they did act extra padding. It was like getting into like like real um, like JFK conspiracy territory, where it was it was trying trying to break down exactly what happened. And I think the conclusion they all drew is yeah, they definitely added padding to the costume. It wasn't oh, just like sure. a different model or someone. Right. They yeah. they. They they added like an, an inch an inch or two. She's been Miss Bez has been doing her squats. No, you should be fl- able to FOIA that. Like we should be able to FOIA that information. <laughs> no, she flew to a clinic in Dominican <laughs> and almost died on the table. But yeah. uh, my favorite manifestation of that was not the you know the the quote tweets or the, or or any of that. Um. Pretty much like the one of the only like funny things that Elon has done with Twitter, like objectively funny things, is making bookmarks visible. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. like a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. 
just like every full body picture of Mrs. Met tweeted by the the official Mets account, just yeah. like thousands of bookmarks. No, like a a friend of mine did a voice recording tweet of her reading off the Rudy Giuliani sex. <laughs> You know, but like just to, kind of just matter of factly reading it off, and it got bookmarked so many times, and it's like you guys are perverts. Like she this was, is, this is, this well, is you guys are the sick. woman reading like, the sick, worst sick. sex in the world. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, no, the bookmarks thing is very funny. I love it. Alex, what are your feelings on Mrs. Met? Feelings on mm-hmm. on Mrs. Met? I've, I'm probably not as uh, overtly horny uh, for Mrs. Met. As the rest of the, I I would like her and Mister Met to have a happy marriage. You know, I think they've had a rough patch over the last few years. No, they do. They just have their own dynamic. Where is it that Mister Met has like a cuck fetish? Yeah, like, exactly. Is, is that what it is? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. They absolutely okay. practice ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't, he, we don't we don't kink shame. So I'm, he sits I'm in the cuck chair and watches. <laughs> right. yeah. He's the one actually taking all the pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> He gets to participate if he's good. <laughs> um, the decision to give Mrs. Met more padding on her ass was probably collectively made by eight people, all of whom make more than all of us on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Each. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they all yeah, are just like, it's yeah. all about marketing. You know, it's all about how many people are we expanding our reach to? Um, and yeah. then everyone just, just remember shit like that. Just hitting a big red button that says bigger asses <laughs> and like and then watching the bank account just go up and up and up. Like it was definitely like the, the whiteboard scene of uh James Cameron pitching aliens by, by <laughs> writing alien on a whiteboard and adding a, a money sign at the mm-hmm. end. Right. Just with drawing just drawing the hips out. Just drawing yeah. the hips out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one one rogue maverick genius in the room with fifteen people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy, this is Mrs. Met. Her one deficiency is that her ass is not big enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you a $150,000 bonus this year. We did it. We cracked the code. Yeah. Uh, okay, Steven, you're up for your last selection um, on, the, on the main feed. I'm going to have to go with um, just the A's. I was leaving it for you to pick, but uh, okay, yeah. I got to gotta take. I think <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of it is dumb. Yeah. Leaving one of the top media markets in the country for one of the, for uh, like, what the, I don't even know, a like, significantly tinier one. Right. I think it's like the 38th biggest yeah, market something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and they also hacked it to try to include like Reno and like the surrounding <laughs> parts of Las right. Vegas to make it seem like a it was place bigger that, too. A place that probably won't exist in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, just like That's the, generous. the absolute, just like complete contempt for. Oakland and and baseball fans in general being being shown by fucking Fisher and Cavill and all those fucking freaks. Um, I think if we were to like it, it can synthesize this this very large uh, selection into a moment, it would be um, when. MLB Network cropped out yes. a home run ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so funny. It, it it hit and it it went into a section that had sell the team signs. Like 
and, and just how blatant that shit was on behalf of like all of it. They th- <laughs> all of everything has been just so blatant and rammed through with no concern about people at all that it it, it, it illustrates how little they care and how little uh like they can get away with it. They it's are so getting away with it. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, why do like who cares? We're gonna we're gonna have like shitty corporate speak to 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 not lie to your face, but or, or to not just like be overt to your face. Uh, but everybody knows it's a lie, and we don't care because what what are you gonna do? Fuck you. What are you gonna do? I'm I'm. As I'm talking about this, I'm getting heated. <clears throat> yeah. The um, the propaganda machine that they put into effect for this was just... It just shows that they don't even have to bother because they just did not do a good job with it. Like, the, no. the cutting... The editing out the home run where the home run ball landed was one thing. There was also during the reverse boycott when they were, like, rebroadcasting it um, on MLB Network or, like, on... I think actually, I think it was on NBC Sports Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And they just skipped over the entire fifth inning when the Sell the Team chants went. They were just like, yeah. just conserve time for this broadcast. We've c- cut forward to the seventh inning. And it was like, oh, Convenient. interesting. <laughs> interesting choice. Nice. I wonder why that is. Um, yeah, so I, actually, this is going to be our one of our last selections, too. So we'll just roll it into the same pick as you, Steven. So you brought up the, the home run ball. Um, there was the 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 skipping over the sell the team chance. Um, we also have two two of our pet favorites of Alex and I. <laughs> One of them was when they announced they were moving to Las Vegas. The uh, the Oakland A's on April twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Um, they said that they are working with the Boring Company <laughs> and expect to have an underground oh. tunnel stop built for their new one point five billion dollar stadium in, uh, oh, yeah. in Las Vegas. That's a great idea. That's exactly what they need. Yeah. If they get an underground tunnel stop, I'm going to say this on the pod right now. If they get an underground tunnel stop, I will buy Las Vegas A's season tickets and move to Las Vegas. That's not <laughs> happening. That's not fucking real. That's not the boring company is no, not real. It's, <laughs> it's not. not a thing. Yeah. They're it's real. It's, it is real to those freaks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I think another- they actually announced like thirty new stops or something. They had some crazy like number of new stops that were approved. They're oh, they're totally going to happen in the next couple of years. Like no, no, none of them are ever going to happen. Well, well, like in in January, I think too, Elon tweeted out a a picture of himself at like one of California's like factories or whatever, you know, being like, great, like, great job, Tesla, California or whatever, wearing an A's jersey, which mm-hmm. just you know spun all the like sicko A's fans into a frenzy being like, Elon, please, sir, buy my baseball team. (laughs) We had to suffer through like two months of that. I remember people just like texting me screenshots and being like, I'm so, so sorry for what's about to come your way. It was miserable. Elon is never going to buy a sports team. They already have unions. Like we already have the unions here. (laughs) He's never going to want to get into this industry. (laughs) Although the the public grants are, are compelling. Okay, and the other A's thing that Alex and I just were obsessed with this year this one's kind of a this one's kind of a deep cut. So uh, Ken Korich, Korich or Korak? Korak, Korak, Ken Korak, who is a A's announcer, broadcaster, commentator for a long time. He uh, he wrote a book, and he was putting it out earlier this year. And <laughs> someone on Reddit <laughs> discovered a book in a local bookstore that was signed. It was it was Ken Korak's book, and it was signed. Oh yeah. 
by Dave Cavill. Dave Cavill, yeah. <laughs> he had given away his own signed copy of Ken Korak's book to a local bookstore and somebody bought it and, and found it. I, I think it was signed by Ken, right? It was signed by yeah. Ken addressed to, to Dave. Yeah. Being like, right, Dave, yeah, right. yes. good luck. <laughs> like, you know, I'm rooting for y'all. Let's get it this year. Yeah. Incredible. Wait, and I, the, and the, I remember it too because the way that like that dedication was written or whatever that that uh, message was written to Dave Cavill, it was a thing that was like it made it sound like him and Dave Cavill had a conversation, and Cavill just totally sold him like we're going to be great for Oakland, we're going to build yeah. this team mm-hmm. into something great. Like, no, we're here for the here's, long haul, man. Here's the inscription. <laughs> I can't, Dave. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to working with you as the A's enter this new chapter. Your enthusiasm mm. and vision are contagious. I hope you enjoy oh. the book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, then what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so rough. It's so rough. It is. It's brutal. It's, they, I think that they take the cake for the dumbest team of 2023. <sighs> yeah. 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 I think so. They win like the, the platinum, like dunce cap, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That that was going to be my question, and the question was going to be phrased: Are there contenders for dumbest team of twenty twenty three that aren't the A's? Well, why don't we answer that question in the Patreon bonus content? Yeah, that We're going to wrap that up here uh, for a couple more picks and the answer to who else was contending for dumbest team of twenty twenty three. Head over to our Patreon where you can find the, the bonus version of this episode. Um, Stephen, Lauren, Shane. Thank you so much. This was this was just the, the best. This is the best thing that we do every year. I really it's appreciate so fun. it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. 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 It makes the baseball season worth it, if we're being quite honest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank you to Batting Around. Thank you to you, Alex. Thank you to everybody who listened through our very um, long, lengthy uh, notes-based introduction to this episode, which was delineating all of the differences in our Patreon. I promise we're only going to do that full version of that once this offseason for everybody who's like, all right, guys, we get it. Like, you know, we're, we get it, the Patreon. <laughs> um, but I will be plugging it and reminding people and talking about what kind of episodes we're doing and what is available. So just prepare yourself. You know, thank you to everybody who's been calling in for the last couple of weeks to keep our voicemail mm-hmm. box alive. Uh, thank you. You've, you've done great work. We are going to round up all of those questions and answer them at some point on an episode in the near future. We just didn't have time because the content is just churning. Now that the now that the baseball season is over, this is when the real content starts. Yeah, that number is seven eight five four two two five eight eight one. I think that's it. That's all we got. Yes, that's it for this week. As you mentioned, we've got some really fun stuff coming down the pipeline, so be sure to stick around. Don't leave just because the baseball season's over. We're uh, we're still having fun here. Someone told me that they really appreciated my joke about how everybody went to Effectively Wild to hear about the playoffs and the real stuff, and now they're going to come crawling back to us. Yep. And I was like, you know what? You see me. Thank you. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week.
Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. Tipping pitches. Tipping pitches. This is the one that I love the most. Tipping pitches. So we'll see you next week. See ya!